Hello everyone, I'm Matthew Delvedova and this is The Delhi Podcast. The show features people I find interesting in the world of sports and entertainment, health and fitness, business and startups. We'll discuss a wide range of topics including things like self-improvement and growth, personal journeys, pivotal career moments and much more. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Remember, if you enjoy this content, be sure to subscribe to the Daily Podcast on Apple or wherever else you listen to your podcast. All right, let's get started. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Daily Podcast. I'm really excited to have the Eight Sleep founder and CEO, Matteo Franceschetti. Now, did I pronounce that right? That was perfect. You speak like an Italian. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No, thanks for coming on and. I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, I'm an investor in the company. I sleep on your mattress every night. Um, big, big believer in it. It definitely helps me recover uh, as sleep's so important. Can you tell me a bit of about the background of Eight Sleep and and how it came about? Yeah, absolutely. So we are the first sleep fitness company. Our mission is to leverage technology to improve your sleep performance. That's why you, you supported us in, in our mission and, and why you're sleeping on, on the Eat Sleep Pod. Um, everything started because on one side, I have always been an athlete when I was a teenager. I was a tennis player. And then later in life, I was an entrepreneur. And I started wondering why Elon Musk, Elon Musk is taking us to Mars and we still spend a, a third of our life on a piece of dumb foam without any piece of technology enhancing our sleep. And so I thought with my co-founders to build it. Yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. And can you tell me what the smart mattress does and, and what yeah. makes it so, so different than just a regular mattress that doesn't do anything? Absolutely. There are two core things that we do. The first one is we thermoregulate each side of the bed at a different temperature during the night. So each side of the bed can range between 55 and 100 degrees uh, based on your preferences. But we also use machine learning and technology to adjust the temperature during the night to help you fall asleep faster, get more deep sleep, and also wake up more refreshed. And the way we do it is based on the second pillar that is uh, um, the mattress is embedded with sensors. And so we are able to track everything about your heart rate, your respiration, and your sleep. Based on these biometrics, we can adjust temperature to really maximize and improve your sleep performance. So one of the things we are seeing with our product is you can get somewhere between 15 and 30% more restful sleep because we can reduce number of tosses and turns or wake ups or help you get more REM and deep sleep. I mean, that, that's a pretty big improvement for something that you're spending, uh, well, you should be spending a third of your life doing um, and I know, you know, for me as an athlete, sleep is one of the most important things that I look to for my recovery, especially traveling on the road, getting in at, you know, two, three in the morning and then having to play the next day. Um, it, it's tough to stay in a routine. Um, but like my routine when I go on the road is make sure, you know, the curtains are pulled together. I've got the air conditioner down uh, nice and low. Um, all the lights are covered up. I've got the do not disturb sign on. That, that's a tough one uh, if you get a, a knock uh, early in the morning. And it, it's like a big advantage, I think, being able to 
uh, have that routine even on the road and, and try to make it as normal as possible for, for your home. What are some of the things that you've developed from, from when you first started the company to now? Because I've been using the Pod Pro and I, I love that. I like the vibration alarm clock in, in the morning. What did you start with and what are the features that you have now? Yeah, so when we started five years ago, we just had the metrics. So we were just able to track your biometrics. And that required time because you need to collect data to become more accurate. And we started running clinical studies with different you know, health institutions or universities to really collect more truth data to become more accurate. Then um, a year and a half ago, we launched the pod, uh, which is the current technology and our hero product, uh, which can heat and cool. Um, and this is the real game changer because temperature is one of the biggest factors impacting the quality of your sleep outside sleep medical disorders. Um, six months ago, we launched the Pod Pro, which is substantially the Pod 2.0. And the Pod Pro um, includes all the learnings from the first version of the Pod. Um, it can heat and cool each side of the bed, it has a new sensor package that is much more advanced. Uh, which we develop in us uh, in house with our own engineers. It has vibration, so we can wake you up through temperature and vibration naturally in the morning without any sound. And the reason is a lot of our customers didn't like to wake up with the sound. It's too traumatic, and sometimes it goes off while you are in the middle of a dream or while you are in deep sleep. And so naturally, through temperature and vibration, we take you out of deep and REM and you get into light sleep and then you wake up. And then we develop machine learning. It's much more advanced. And so we offer more uh, settings in terms of different temperatures during the night to maximize your sleep quality. I think that's one of the things that um, really kind of surprises me is being able to have a mattress that even when you're sleeping is either getting cooler throughout the night or um, you can wake up warmer if you want to, or what, like, what do you like your uh, sleep setting at? Or what have you found works best for, for people? Yeah. So one important thing that not everyone knows is our body temperature changes during the night. That's why it's really important that the, 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 the surface you sleep on uh, adjusts based on that. And the reason is you have what is called a circadian rhythm. Um, and so your body temperature changes during the whole day. And that obviously includes the night. And so usually it, it's really personal. So a lot of our customers, they like to get into a bed that is really cold. Some others, a bed that is slightly warmer. And then usually the best it would be to keep cooling down the bed and yourself as you fall asleep. Um, and so to be in a very cold environment while you are in deep sleep. And then in the morning, sometimes probably you have experience around 4 or 5 a.m. start feeling cold, even with, with a dumb bed. Um, the reason is your body temperature starts rising, and that is a couple of hours before you wake up. So essentially, your body is getting ready to wake up two hours later. Through temperature and your biometrics, we see that. And so we, we just help your body to change temperature um, faster. So we just enhance a natural uh, behavior of your body and in that way you can get more restful sleep and wake up or fall asleep faster 
That, I mean, it's really uh, interesting. With, with a lot of the data, I mean, you have a lot of people on these mattresses now. I, I think I saw a tweet earlier this week or last week that said uh, in California, uh, because there's been a bit of a heat wave, people are, are setting that initial temperature a lot lower. Um, and also with the power outages and uh, not having AC. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and other interesting trends you see from summer to winter? Yeah, it's a great question. So there are a lot of different reasons why you need to be able to set a different temperature in your bed. First, because of your circadian rhythm, and we spoke about that. Second, it's very personal based on age, gender, um, amount of you know, body fat, um, all these factors impact. Second, obviously the, the, the temperature in the bedroom. Uh, keep in mind that around 50% of the couples, they fight around temperature because they have different preferences. So we are also solving that problem where you and your partner can have a different setting. Um, and then there is seasonality, as you were saying. So last week, there was a heat wave in San Francisco and we saw that the average customer was sleeping at minus three, which is uh, you, you can cool from, from zero to minus 10, so call it minus 30%. And in California, instead, the average customer was a minus 80%. Um, and the reason is a lot of people in California, they don't have AC, so they cannot adjust the bedroom temperature. And so what they do is they adjust the bed temperature to still be able to sleep and get a, a, a good night of sleep. Yeah, no, that it's really uh, interesting that you can see different trends like that. I know I like my side of the bed really, really cold, and my wife likes hers cool, but but not cold as me. So it's good that we uh, don't have to agree on the temperature. We can just uh, do our own thing. Um, now, uh, the founding team of uh, Eight Sleep. Uh, you, you and Alex are husband and wife. Can you talk a little bit about um, the advantages of, of having that, I guess, trust and, and relationship in, in building a startup? Yeah. I mean, personally, we love it. Um, it's not easy. For us, it is probably because of the character and how we build the relationship. But there are a couple of, of you know, fun stories. So the first one is... so. For the company, we use Slack to, you know, to, to chat with each other. But personally, we use text or, or WhatsApp. And so sometimes it might happen that I'm slacking to her and maybe I'm complaining about something for work because we need to adjust or something is not where it should be or we need to move faster. And at the same time, in the private you know, WhatsApp or text, I'm just asking, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? Uh, at the same time, sometimes... Um, we decided to, after dinner, you know, we, we don't want to talk about work because otherwise you just keep going and going and going. But I'm still allowed to slack her. And so sometimes we are on the couch reading. I start coming up with ideas and I start slacking her and she's sitting right next to me and, and, and I can hear her phone vibrating. <laughs> but, but the point would be is we need to treat each other like coworkers. And so at 10 p.m. you wouldn't be it's unlikely you would be with a coworker. So if you have an idea, just like the coworker and the coworker can or cannot answer it. And that is what happened. Um, yeah. And no. then we have our one-on-one -on -one 
seven a morning. Uh, so I had one-on-ones with all the executives, yeah. and she's an executive for for now. She's the VP of branding, but hers is on Saturday, and so we go out for breakfast, and then we spend two hours brainstorming and talking about. Yeah. Uh, that's cool that you guys have some systems in place to, I guess, keep those boundaries and um, have the work communication and the personal communication. Can you tell me a bit more about your, you said you were, you know, a tennis athlete previously, like what kind of training are you doing now? Yeah, so um, I'm really into heat. So um, um, I really care about spiking my heart rate as high as possible yeah. um, because based on a lot of you know, different clinical studies, uh, it seems to be one of the best things that, that you can, that you can do. Um, I'm, because I used to be a tennis player, um, I still play tennis when I can. Yeah. Um, what I like of tennis is very similar to a heat training because you, know, you, you can really spike your heart rate yeah. Uh, while you're playing and then you rest and so the, the heart rate drops and then you restart and so I have seen through my data and my Apple watch that is very comparable and I can do a, a very high intensity one hour because I play reasonably well yeah. um, all the times I travel I travel always with my elastic bands and also with a travel mat yeah. um, here on my desk I always have a, a dumbbell Oh, and yeah. so if, if you ask all my employees, um, I mean, all our team members, uh, they, they always see me playing with this during the calls uh, <laughs> and doing something. So I just keep you not know, training and exercising. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I just try to stay in shape. Yeah, I, you, you put me to shame. I need to find a dumbbell here so I can get some calls <laughs> in while we're recording this. Um, one of the interesting things, um, I saw you tweeting about probably a few months ago now was, uh, levels, uh, which is a constant glucose monitor that, uh, you're an investor in. I am as well. Um, what other things are you seeing, I guess, health and fitness wise? Um, obviously you're, you're very focused on the sleep, but there seems like there's a lot, like a big trend towards, tracking a lot of new data that wasn't able to be tracked before can you talk about what you're seeing there and, and how is that between founders of um, different health and fitness companies are you guys doing a lot of collaboration is there competition how, how do you view that as well yeah i'm really into health and wellness i really love it um so obviously it's part of my job but more than anything is all that i read about uh, I'm a big believer in, in levels. Um, I use it um, all the times because it helps me personalize my diet. So I learn a lot of things um, about you know, how fasting works because I usually fast. Uh, what kind of food works better or worse for me? So for example, I don't know, watermelon is comparable to a pizza for my glucose levels. Wow. Or uh, if I eat just a, a, a package of raspberries, it's still comparable to a pizza. And because I was on a keto, I used to eat a lot of berries. Now I, I, I try not to, to, to pay much more attention. Yeah. Um, then I'm pretty obsessed with uh, heart rate, HRV, and heart rate recovery. Yeah. So I monitor my HRV continuously. Um, one interesting thing I did is since March, I started sleeping nine hours per day, every day. 
yeah. and all my biometrics started improving. So my HRV went up, which is positive, right? Because it means you're more rested. Yeah. And my heart rate at rest uh, went down, um, which is, um, you know, it's, it's an indication of a healthier body. Yeah. Um, there is another startup that uh, I, I, I use. I don't know them well. It's called Let's Get Checked. Substantially, they send you these kits for a blood test at home. And um, I started doing a lot, a lot of blood tests, uh, new ones and also on a recurring basis. And so you can check things like liver, hormones, uh, um, um, vitamins, uh, and cortisol levels, and uh, your prostate, uh, and all these kind of things that usually will be really hard to track. Yeah. You can be very granular because they send you all the data for each different you know, sub-information. Um, and so that uh, helped me readjust my diet as well. Really? And so you're using yeah. that um, kind of and comparing it to the levels data and going back and seeing what you ate on certain days? Exactly. So for example, what I noticed there is there were very few, let's say I did really 15, 20 tests and there are like 10 to 15 value per test. So I had like a thousand or hundreds of, of, of values and I found a couple that were off. And when I started looking at the reasons and doing some research, I understood that uh, they were probably correlated to my keto diet. Really? And, uh, and so there is where I started adjusting the diet. And, and then uh, now on a regular basis, every other month, I just redo the test and I see how they're trending. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's pretty crazy. And just going back to when you said you, you, I switched at the start of March, sleeping nine hours a day. Uh, previously, were you sleeping eight hours a day or on average? Yeah. Yeah, I was always sleeping eight. But then I became really intentional. I said, you know what? Now I don't have to commute anymore. I have more time. And so I, I will use part of the time to just sleep more. And now I sleep nine hours every single day. And I, I got to, to a point in February where I was really tired. Now I was working a lot. At the time, I was still flying a lot, all the thing. And so sometimes during the day, I, I was feeling this need to nap. Mm. Um, and so I started sleeping nine hours at the beginning. I was also napping a yeah. little bit. I usually do a, a coffee nap or a power nap for 20 minutes. I drink coffee before napping. So by the time the coffee kicks in is when you wake up. Yeah. Um, and so 20 it's a, minutes. It's about a 20, 30 minute nap then. It's really 20 minutes. Yeah. And so I drink an espresso. I go and I take my nap. And uh, the, the, the 20 minutes is perfect because uh, it's the right amount of time where you can reduce the adenosine in your brain mm -hmm. without falling into deeper REM. Because if you fall into any of those cycles, then you will start, start feeling groggy. Yeah. And then you and, like, so you can either sleep from what I've learned is uh, you can have a 20 minute nap or you're better off having a 90 to two hour, uh, 90 minutes. Exactly. Is that correct? And now what happened after four or five months, I don't almost need the, don't feel the need of a nap anymore. So I really recover. I really feel I have energy all day long. Um, and so I reduce the amount of naps and I keep sleeping nine hours a day. Really? Okay. Is there, um, can you just give me, I guess, a few tips for, for people that are listening 
what like what are three things you know people can do even if they don't have the the eight sleep mattress to improve their sleep habits yep so if you talk to any sleep doctor um for what is called cbti right is cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia number one thing they would tell you is you need to be consistent right go to sleep at the same time wake up at the same time do it also during the weekends don't change because your body doesn't know that it's weekend or not right it's just it just gets confused it's, it's like if you were in different time zones if uh, during the day i mean during the week you wake up at 7 a.m but then during the weekend you wake up at 10 a.m so try to be consistent at that point what happens is your body you're training your body to wake up uh, wake up at the same time and so you will wake up naturally it's just a matter of consistency that is one two uh the temperature in the bedroom is key so obviously if you have the pod you can set the temperature perfect for you but at least try to sleep in a in a cold environment um you need to pay attention to fall asleep because if it's too cold, your extremities get cold and then your heart rate accelerates to pump the blood to the extremities and warm them up. Mm -hmm. So it cannot be too cold at the beginning, but as soon as you fall asleep, the colder, the better. Okay. Um, and the other thing is when you eat. So I usually try to eat three to four hours before going to bed. Um, and the reason is you want to leave some space. Otherwise, the, you're in the middle of the digestion and that could have an impact to fall asleep and more than anything on the length of your deep and RAM and, and of your stages, sleep stages. Okay, interesting. Okay, no, that I think that will be very helpful for people. What can you, are you able to share a couple of stories uh, I guess, success stories of, of people that have got the pod and it's really uh, positively affected other parts of their life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have so many people uh, reporting interesting stories. Obviously, you can go from the couple and now they don't have to fight anymore to um, athletes that they have found uh, um, better recovery with cooling Right, so they feel they are recovering much faster with, with their body during the night. Um, we have seen other people that were just not able to sleep anymore because now they tend to sweat or they feel hot. And so we solved that problem. We have seen women in menopause um, with hot flashes um, using the pod and, and finally being able to, to, to sleep a normal life. Um, we have also seen um, cases where we were able to see the data of a, a couple of panic attacks in the middle of the night for a couple of people. Wow. And what was valuable was then for them to go back to the doctor and say, it happened at this time and this is what happened to my heart rate and this is what happened to my respiration. Um, so we don't diagnose a panic attack, but they had data their biometrics, not the data of their biometrics that they could show to their doctor. And they also had the, the exact time at which it happened. And to the same person, it happened a couple of times. And so having you know, the, this data was able to kind of define a pattern. Yeah. Wow. That, that's uh, really, really useful stuff. What, who are some of the athletes that are, are using uh, Eight Sleep now? I know uh, I think you were trying to get some sent into the NBA bubble. Did did that end up happening? 
Yeah, I think there are um, there are 14 NBA players in in the bubble that they're sleeping on our technology. Um, obviously, one ambassador uh, is also Danny Green, um, is, is a brand ambassador for us. Um, one of our investors is the owner of the, the Sacramento Kings. Um, and then obviously we have you, and then we have NFL players, we have uh, runners. We are seeing a very good traction also with um, uh, athletes in endurance sports, like triathlon or Ironman. Um, and the reason is always about recovery. So mm-hmm. being able to sleeping in a thermoregulated environment first maximizes the, the sleep quality, but at the same time, it also helps your, your, your muscles to recover faster. Yeah, no, that, that's really interesting. What about um, like other startup founders? Like you said, when you were, you know, running a, running a startup, you had to, you know, find more ways to help recover and, and take care of your body and take care of your mind. Are there yeah. some founders or, or people working at startups? Uh, we are on? seeing a, an awesome traction in, in Silicon Valley and in, ter- in general with, with uh, uh, technology funders and investors. Hmm. Uh, there is, I would say, a very large number of people in Silicon Valley or in technology uh, sleeping on our products. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the best compliments we ever received uh, was when multiple people um, compare us to the Tesla of sleep, mm. because that is all is really our dream, right? To to disrupt a huge market for Tesla was automotive, and for us is sleep, and leverage a new technology to really change. Um, for them, the enemy was a non-electric car. For us, the enemy is the dumb mattress, right? What I can't stand is that you spend a third of your life on a piece of dumb food, uh, <laughs> but you're driving a, maybe a Tesla, right? So it does not make sense. And we hope in the future uh, to be the company that will become the Tesla sleep. That would be our dream. Yeah. Well, it, it definitely seems like you're, you're well on the way to, to doing that. What, what are some... Uh, future plans and for the product like what are you looking to add uh, what what would make the biggest difference yeah so we're working on a lot of different products um, with, with our teams right we have in hardware engineering we have machine learning we have software we have digital um, obviously the pod will keep becoming better in, and that will happen in two ways one through software upgrades is the only it's the only bad in the world that becomes better and better just through software. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't do anything. You wake up and when you go to bed tonight, your, your, your bed has more features, exactly like a Tesla. And then obviously we are also working on hardware. So we are making um, the, all the thermoregulation better, faster, and maybe more granular on different areas. Uh, our sensor package is improving. The idea is in the future to become medical grade accurate uh, we are already very close in some metrics to if you compare us to a medical grade ekg um obviously again we don't diagnose anything but in the future if you fast forward if you fast forward it's sleeping 10 years from now there are two things we would like to achieve first what if you could sleep only six hours and get more rest than when you were sleeping eight hours so can we improve your sleep efficiency by 25 percent that is one goal. The second is because you still go to bed for six hours or eight hours, whatever, 
how can we how can we make sure that going to bed is better than going to your doctor how can we make sure that while you're asleep we can track everything about your core biometrics and let you know if there is anything off in your health mm. wow i think uh that that's going to be helpful for a lot of people have you had any uh sports teams like reach out to do any kind of studies i know it would probably be tough because you'd need the players consent on on things like that but to have that continuous monitoring over a season would would be some really interesting data yeah so we are we're talking to a bunch of different teams um as you know individual athletes are already using the product um it's there is this word of mouth that, that is really happening right now. Um, and so we see a lot of inbound, which is obviously super valuable and exciting for us. And so there are athletes, celebrities, or really rich people that they say, oh, I heard that you know, your product is best in class for these from a friend. Is, is there a way where I can get one? Um, and, and that is how a lot of our deals are now starting. Yeah, no, that that's interesting because... I, th- I think, I mean, I've had seven years in the NBA and I think maybe two or three of those years we've had um, like a sleep doctor or a sleep coach come in and, and give a talk to the team uh, at the start of the year, which was really interesting. But it's kind of like one one time and then that's it. And I think it's a huge area um, that could become a competitive advantage for um, a team or players individually if they really focus on that because you're going to recover better um you know physically game the game but also that mental aspect i think i've read somewhere where if you have less than four hours of sleep or less than five hours of sleep a few nights in a row um your performance is like you're legally drunk is that something you you've read (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a threshold, and and below that threshold, um, your your ability to drive is comparable to the one of a person who is uh, qualified as drunk, uh, based on law. Um, I mean, if you think as an athlete, couple of things. You know, the first one is so. For example, we monitor HRV, heart rate variability, and we are able to see how your heart rate variability changes from. Uh, when you got into bed to when you wake up. So you're able to really quantify now how much you recover. And based on where your HRV is, you could adjust your training, the intensity of your training. That is number one. Second, there are a lot of evidence that by sleeping more, you could help your body to reduce the risk of injuries, right? Because you give more time to your body to really recover. Um, in particular on the deep sleep side that is more for for the body itself. Um, And second, by keeping the levels of adenosine in your brain lower because you you sleep more, you have more energy and you have more focus, um, which is part of what you need to perform at at your best. Yeah, I I mean, especially for that decision-making because you wouldn't be going out to play a game and be able to make good decisions you know in the pick and roll uh if i was drunk you know but coming off a back-to-back you might have four or five hours of sleep sometimes so um i think that's you know really an area that's going to be interesting the next 
five years as um, more people get to know the, the type of technology that's out there. Um, one even, of the inter- oh, one you quick thing is even thinking about napping before a match, yeah. X hours before, I mean, the, the when to be discussed, but that could probably help um, a lot. Sometimes I think of sleep in particular, napping as a sort of meditation, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people meditate. I, I, I'm not great at meditating, at least yet. Well, instead, I think of napping as a sort of advanced uh, meditation, right? A sort of meditation 2.0, because yeah. you still give time to your brain to, to clean itself from the energy that consumed between the time you woke up and, and the nap. Um, but at the same time, you also decompress the brain from all the thoughts and the anxiety that you have probably before a match. Yeah, no, that that's something that's really common is the NBA game day nap. Um, I know I'm, I'm a big napper every game day. It's part of my routine. And I'd say probably at least more than half the people on, on the team would, would take a nap on a game day. So, yeah. Super valuable. Yeah. What, one of the interesting things uh, you guys just uh, emailed out was uh, like a percentage uh, ranking almost of, of where you are uh, for your, you know, age and, and gender. Um, can you tell us some interesting things that you guys found with that? Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm in, in the top 6%. And, and <laughs> You're better I than me. Out, yeah, but we have two, two team members that are in the top 1%. Wow. Uh, and... I mean, they are insane. There's sleep quality, so obviously they're super consistent. They always sleep between eight, uh, eight hours and eight and a half. They almost don't toss and turns, so their sleep efficiency is insane. Really? And one, one of them is also a, a, a triathlon athlete uh, outside working for eight sleep. And... Um, and I mean, he's a machine. His performance, because his sleep is so good, is so great, and he keeps improving and, and challenging himself to the next level. So, uh, really, so, so he doesn't uh, toss and turn at the night in the night hardly at all. Yeah, there are people. So, for example, I toss and turn something like between thirty and forty times. It's a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm really nervous. Uh, um, most of the people are probably more in the twenties. Uh, some of these people are in five or below five. Uh, and so their sleep efficiency is they're really stable and the quality of their sleep is insanely good. Yeah. Plus, they put the effort, they're really intentional. So they go to bed at the same time, they wake up at the same time. And so they really train their body like an athlete to sleep at the maximum efficiency. Yeah. What, what about um, like a bedtime routine? Do you have um, either with electronics or um you know certain sequence of events that that you do personally or that you've seen people do successfully yeah so a couple of different things and then everyone needs to test them so first i really like to to do a cold and hot shower yeah um this usually a couple of hours before going to bed so really really cold for a minute really warm for a minute and you keep doing that for five to ten times um, heat, I mean, eat between three and four hours before, if you can. Yeah. Um, an hour before I have Philips U at home, 
And so since actually two hours before, they start dimming to orange and they start you now reducing the amount of light. And around 9.15, I think it, my house becomes uh, dark. <laughs> and so even if I'm there, uh, everything is substantially dark. Um, I use magnesium before going to bed around an hour before it helps the muscles to relax. Yeah. Um, sometimes, few times I use melatonin. Um, I don't want to use it too often, but I still see the benefits from that. I cool my bedroom uh, as cold as possible. I have all my temperature settings on my eight sleep pod. Um, I use a, a lavender spray that I really love and I spray it over the pillow. Yeah. Because you start creating an emotional connection with relax and, and, and that smell. Mm. And so when I hear that, then I know that it's the time to, to decompress. And you should stop, I mean, looking at, at your phone um, 30 minutes, an hour before. I still use the Kindle. So usually I read. Yeah. Um, I have seen, so I always read about business or stuff. Um, a lot of people tend to read the fiction that helps because it does not you know, let your mind uh, race. Yeah. Uh, so fiction would be probably a, a better thing to read, but everyone reads what, what they, like, they like. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I, I've used the lavender before and um, yeah, I need, I need to order some more of that and, and put that into the routine. Um, thanks for- no, Sorry, there is another thing I do. And yeah. probably you should try it too if you didn't. Um, I use Normatec, the mm. boots, yeah. to, to really compress my legs. I usually do when I start reading with the Kindle, yeah. let's say an hour before going to bed. And so there are these, these boots for the audience that they compress your legs and they help with recovery. Yeah. Uh, and so I use those before going to bed because I have restless legs otherwise. Yeah, yeah. no, I know the Normatecs are really popular with um yeah different nba players and and recovery and even some use it pre-game uh as well as as post-game where where can people go to to learn more about eight sleep or or just sleep habits in in general yeah go to eightsleep.com is our website from there you can also have access to our blog so is eight like the number eight just in letter um e-i-g-h-t sleep.com um, and there you can see the products, you can see the pod, and and you can also follow me on Twitter. I tweet quite uh, quite a lot about sleep, uh, longevity, performance, and recovery, which is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And so there you can see. I, I tend to read a lot of clinical stuff, you know, clinical and medical stuff. So when I talk about something, hopefully there is always some medical or scientific background and foundation yeah no that's awesome and yeah definitely recommend following you on twitter you got a lot of great <laughs> info on there um thanks for coming on today i really appreciate it and uh excited what to see what you do over the next five to ten years um be, becoming the tesla of sleep thank you for having me it was a pleasure Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. I'd love to hear what you think of this episode as I'm always looking for ways to improve and make the show even better. You can leave a review at The Daily Podcast in iTunes or within Apple's podcast app. 
really appreciate your feedback. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever else you tune in to listen. Talk to you next week.